Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the POTS Moving and Storage Studio, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number to jump in, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. He's playing a little hurt today. Uh, he's brave. I'm proud of him. He's got more throat coat in him than the actual bottle itself has. He's he's sprayed enough throat coat in his mouth the last hour that I'm not sure you're going to taste anything for a month. But uh, he's here. He's he's ready to go to take your money questions. I'll help out as well, and I'm here to handle any uh, work related questions because um, it affects your money. We want you to make more money. But we also want you to experience more meaning. We want you to be happy and fulfilled. Uh, the largest net worth millionaire study ever done was done by Ramsey Solutions. 96% of the net worth millionaires loved their work, and that's why I do the uh, work stuff here at Ramsey Solutions. So we're here for you. You ready to go, pal? Ready. He's hydrated. Let's go to Jordan Let's go. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Steelers. Jordan, what's going on? Hey, thank you guys for taking the call here this afternoon. You bet. What's up? Um, hey, I was just I was reaching out to you guys. Um, so I'm just kind of learning about Dave Ramsey here, and uh, my my fiance and I are getting married in June of 2024, and I'm about $100,000 in debt, um, uh, car loans, credit cards, and IRS. Um, and I'm just you know I like to be able to cash flow the wedding, and I'm just kind of determining you know which direction I should go at like where should my focus be at this point whether I should just continue to save money for the the wedding or you know continue to um, you know uh, just pile in money towards my debt. So All right, so what's um, uh, uh, let's get some numbers here, okay? So what's your income? <clears throat> uh, my average is about two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, great. And uh, how much is the wedding price tag? Um, I'm budgeting forty thousand. And is is the wife, the wife's family, the wife to be, her family paying anything? Is it all you? Uh, so her, um, the my fiance is going to be her family is going to be paying about twenty grand. Does that leave you with twenty? Uh, that's correct. So, and, um, so your your portion is forty thousand. I'm sorry, honeymoon and okay. Oh, so so what's your what's your what do you have to come up with after they put twenty in? Uh, my again, my budget is about forty thousand altogether, including the honeymoon, the the additional rings, and and the wedding. Okay, so you put in twenty, and her family's putting in twenty. Correct. How much do you have saved? I have about twenty five grand now. All in everything in in all of your savings, you have twenty five grand. Correct. Okay. What's the debt? How much debt again? A hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. I have uh, forty thousand to the IRS, um, and then there's about twelve thousand on credit card, and about a forty-five thousand dollar car loan. How much is the car worth? Uh, I just bought it here within the last two months. It's probably worth about fifty grand. I'd sell the car today, right, right out of the gate. Okay. Jordan, I know that hurts, but think about this, man. You could be completely debt-free with a paid-for wedding with an emergency fund 11 months from now. That's where I would want you to be. So you're asking us, which one should I do? Which should be the priority? I think yes to everything. You have the money for the wedding set aside. Let's now focus on debt payoff or use part of that 25 grand, put 24 towards your debts because you got to get the IRS off your back. That goes to the very top of your debt snowball. 
That goes first. Okay. And if you get rid of this car and you're making two hundred grand, dude, you're gonna breeze through this debt payoff, this debt snowball, and then still have time to save up for the wedding. Yep. Okay. Now I'm gonna come back to the car because I heard the doubt in your voice. Okay, I understand. I'm gonna come back to it. Jordan, what's this car? What'd you buy? Uh, it's a Toyota 4Runner. Oh, you like that 4Runner, don't That's you? That's a sick whip. All right, all right, all right. You yeah. like it. It's a great car. I don't know what sick I've whip means. That's yeah. what yeah. kids say. Is that what the kids say? Yeah. Uh, I'm middle-aged, George. Uh, but here's the deal. You can get a $5,000 car, and it'll get you going for just, this maybe is a six-month situation, maybe a year. Your fiance, she's already said yes. You got a ring on You got no one to impress anymore, She dude. doesn't care. That's true. I know. <laughs> I'd sell the car. That just listen. What's your car payment right now? I'm about ready to throw up. I'm sure. What's the car payment on this? Uh, yeah, you probably will be ready to throw up. My the car payment right now is seven hundred and fifty three dollars. I was gonna guess seven fifty. Ken, oh, ding, I just ding, ding. I just threw up on my mouth. I have to swallow it. Okay, there it is. That's disgusting. Seven hundred. Oh my gosh, dude. What do you do with that car? What do you do with the seven hundred a month? Seven hundred fifty a month. As soon as you pay the, you sell the car. What do you do with it? You work that uh, on the snowball. You start paying Absolutely. stuff off. That's a huge chunk of change, my friend. Over the next 11 months, that's $8,300 that could be back in your life. And yes, you're going to have to go get a cheap car, but you sell for 50, you, it's, you owe 45, you have savings in the bank. Let's put some of that together. Maybe it's a 10 grand yeah, car. Yeah, there you go. That's a 15 bad. grand car. Yeah. Doing that with cash will still put you in a far better position. By the way, Jordan, okay. as we're playing this out, I'm trying to sell you on this big time, okay? You can flip that car. You get that $10,000 car, an $8,000 car, you can flip that six, eight months from now and probably get most of that back. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You're the not depreciation ha- has already happened. The on depreciation that on that has happened, and and you're you're not driving it a ton. You know what I'm saying? So I just want you to see right. what we're trying to do is, is free up cash for you. The IRS, owing the IRS $40,000 would make me have highs. I wouldn't be sleeping at night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I from 2019 through 2022. Um, I don't care. I don't care when it's from. Craig, I just haven't bit the bullet and didn't really want to pay Uncle Sam. Yeah, well, you know what happens when you don't pay Uncle Sam? You go to jail. Like this isn't like yeah, a, they're going to come after this you. Isn't like, your wages, I don't ruin your life. Pay Uncle Sam. Well, how do you look in an orange jumpsuit? Because that's what you're looking at, and that's not really going to happen to you. But the point is. Why are we even having an emotion about it? I hate taxes more than anybody I know, but I also hate the idea of jail. <laughs> he makes a good point. You know what I mean? So, hey, you're there. So you've got the cash for the wedding. You got 5000 extra. You sell the car. That knocks out half your debt right there, just Boom. selling the car. Done. Are you the IRS okay. will get paid a few months later, yeah. leaving you with just the credit cards. You'll still have time to save up for the wedding. And, dude... Choose. You want a forerunner or fiance? Because at this point, you George. Gotta, your priorities have like to be straight that. here. And she would rather see a guy who's debt free starting off their marriage on a, on a great foot rather than a guy who looks cool in his forerunner. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll get that forerunner back. I'm not. You're going to be back there probably two years from now. You're going to be driving an even nicer forerunner, but you're going to be paying cash for it. Yeah. Tell you what, George, I'd want the old beat-up forerunner that I paid eight thousand for when I'm running from the IRS. The problem is those. If I wreck that car. Forerunners hold their value, man. Even an old you know forerunner, what? they really do. It's insane. You can't even get a forerunner for eight thousand. It must. It have four hundred thousand miles on it. It's unbelievable. They're tanks. Those, what do you call those? 
the Forerunner. What's the make on that? Oh, Toyota? There it is. Toyota. Toyota, As the kids folks. say. <laughs> I love when he says that, folks. I'm easily entertained. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Kimmel. My new nickname for you is uh, Gargle McSnuffins. That's a new one. I've yeah. been called a lot of things, yeah. and that's not the worst. I just made it up. He's in here gargling. The guy's playing hurt today. George, is a, he's a real stud. He's, uh, he's playing hurt. He's got the uh, throat issues, and he's gargling in between the breaks. I just woke up today. I said, what would Ken Coleman do? Mm. He's a true professional. He powers well, through. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, the warm salt water gargling, which you're doing. Uh, the the uh, hot tea with the honey. That's a big and one. And no talking. Ken is now my PCP. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you, right. Ken. Unfortunately, you've been talking all morning. So I want to I get your take on this. I'll set you up. Uh, I've got an article in my hands. This is a uh, CNBC article, and uh, this is written uh, in, in kind of the first person, uh, uh, a reporter. And uh, I'm just going to skip all over that and get to the reality here. Uh, over half of Americans earning more than $100,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. This is according to a recent report by Payments and Lending Club. Uh, earning more than $100,000 a year would put you well ahead of the median American household, which brings in $74,780. So assuming you're an individual with dependents, that salary would qualify you as upper class through three different definitions. Um but if we skip the whole upper class, middle class, all that, we're talking about people making over $100,000 a year that are living paycheck to paycheck. According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you'd have to earn about $129,000 today to have the same purchasing power that a salary of $100,000 had just a decade ago. So how far your dollar goes depends on cost of living, and, George, we say things like cost of living, but then that just assumes it's like, well, this is just what it is. No, you determine your cost of your living. Just because you live in one region of the country or the other doesn't mean that you have no responsibility or no say in your cost of living. And you were just telling me something, oh, gosh. Uh, which I want to cite because I think this is a great example. And you said that you were in a little, which I don't know why you do this, but that's not I the know. point. I, you were in a little uh, little tiff, if you will, with uh, someone on social media today, and the guy was giving you the business about how in the world can you say that you can live in a New York City on $100,000? And your reply was? Yeah, here I always think of this Mark Twain quote. Never argue with an idiot. They will drag you down and beat you with experience. And that is what I do every time I go in the comments section. I know. And uh, I know. so this I guy, he, I, we posted a clip from my YouTube channel, and it was about how people make $100,000 feel broke, and it's because of debt, and it's because of their lifestyle. And he chirps in going, this guy doesn't understand that there's areas of the country where you can't live on $100,000. And I went, bro, if I didn't have any debt, I could show anyone how to live on a hundred grand in New York City. I promise you that. And I did, here's what grinds my gears, Ken. In this article, 
It says, thanks to a combination of federal, state, and local taxes, along with sky-high cost of living, a $100,000 salary in New York City is worth more like $35,000, smart asset found. I'll show you, smart asset. Here's the deal. You can't include cost of living and just take that out of someone's check. Um, so when it comes down to it, let's say your effective tax rate, effective tax rate, not marginal, what you actually ended up paying, even in New York City, was you know 25 30%, even 35%. That still leaves you with about six grand take-home pay. Mm-hmm. Now, New York City rent, of course, it's going to be really high. Now, if you're a single young person... Live with roommates. I live with roommates all the way up until I was married. I know it's not fun. I know you'd rather have a beautiful penthouse in New York City on your own. And if you want to own a home, you may not be able to afford a wonderful single-family home in the best neighborhood right right now. You might have to get a condo that's 20 minutes further out. But people don't want to make these sacrifices, Ken. And uh, they love to complain about inflation and cost of living. And yes, those are astronomically high. But I truly think the answer is debt lifestyle and lifestyle creep there's no the question more you about make it. the more you spend we That's all right. think we can't live without debt well you got to have a car payment right and these student loans i mean you can't get rid of these things well and let's you know what let me just throw something out there i'm not going to go te- too deep down this 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 road but this article mentions tennessee where we live i love the state of tennessee one of the many reasons i love the state of tennessee is because they don't tax us on our income no state income tax and I just got to point this out. People griping and complaining about the cost of living in New York, and they basically say because Tennessee doesn't tax earned income, a, M- a Memphis resident is what they pick, the, the city of Memphis, earning $100,000, takes home 74000 after federal state taxes, and uh, because the city's cost of living is 14% below the national average, blah, 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 blah. This feels like it's all this stuff to go, guess what? You can move. You can move. And if you And if you move here, can I just say this? You should maybe vote like we vote because that's why we don't have a state income tax. Don't go voting to have an income tax. And I'm not, I'm not, listen, I know people get nervous. I'm not going to get political on one side of the aisle or other. I'm just going to tell you the facts are the facts. You can move or you can change the way you vote. But if you're going to gripe about taxes, there's a pretty clear choice most of the time. So I just get so irritated with all this cost of living and taxes this and taxes that. Well, guess what? You have a say in it. Move. And if you move, vote differently. And then and then spend differently. There's your three points, George. You can't just make it all about the money. You also got to decide, where do I want to live? Why do I want to live there? What does that mean and to me? And if you want to live there, go make some more money. That's the whole point. But no, they want you to, to give them more money. And so that doesn't work ju- that We way. should just feel entitled to live in New York City for fun, regardless of our income. That's right. an insane take. Sure. I'll call Stacy on the way home today. Hey, babe, we're going to the Upper East Side of Manhattan because I want to. And and now everything's just going to happen. And, and forget the numbers. We just, we're going to gripe about it the entire time. Or, you know, you just can't manifest this stuff. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I know I'm getting grumpy, but it's just mind-boggling to me. I love Grumpy Kent. It's my you, favorite. You're getting, getting choked up again. again. <laughs> Folks, if you're just joining us, George is not emotional today. His voice is coming and going. He doesn't know when it's coming. He doesn't know when it's going. But when there you talk is. for a living, it's just exhausting. It's they don't fun. tell you that much, it's but fun. we have a good time. So here's the deal. What we have to understand is when we started this article, we laid out some data that we have more $100,000 in over earners than ever that are living paycheck to paycheck. And the reality is, is that the more that we make, the more we are tempted to spend. This is the human condition. And so it comes back to something that Dave Ramsey has said for decades. It's not about math. 
it's about the behavior. It's the person in the mirror. And, and, and when we can get to a point where we go, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to wait a little bit. Sacrificing, waiting ends up winning. But when we don't sacrifice, when we don't wait, and we say, give me now, I want this now, we make decisions, and before we know it, we have literally painted ourselves into a financial corner where then the only option is massive sacrifice and massive misery. You've heard the calls on the show. Well, people are going, we got to sell everything. We have to move because we're broke. Yeah. And then what is our prescription to them? You know, we say, you're not going to see the inside of a restaurant for two years unless you work there. That's not fun. But the more we make decisions based on what we want now versus what we want long term, the more we get ourselves into trouble. And that's what's going on. It is unconscionable to me that a $100,000 earner is living paycheck to paycheck because in America, you can make changes. You can change where you live. You can change where you work. You can change how you spend. This idea that I've got to have more money and I'm griping and complaining and going, inflation, it's so high and it used to be this and I shouldn't get adjusted my income based on inflation. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your job. No company can pay you commensurate to inflation. It is impossible. They will go out of business, you dolt. So asking for something like that is mind-numbingly stupid. Yeah. It all comes down to delayed gratification. And here's the thing. We can always look back and go, man, in the 1950s, $100,000, that would turn into $20,000. We no. can't keep looking at the past. Well, you would have been broke in the 1950s, too. Yep. That's the problem. you got to look at reality and go, what can we do next, knowing what we know? What can we control? We can control where we live, how much we work, what our income is. That's in our control. All right, folks. More throat spray for George and more of your calls right around the corner. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, George Camel. We are here to take your questions about your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number is 888-825-5225, 5225 We go to Kansas City next where Alexander joins us. How can we help? Hello there. How are you guys doing today? We're having a blast. What's going on? Hey, so um, me and my wife were talking right before the show started and figured we'd give you guys a call. Um, so uh, I've been working with the company for the last seven years, and at the end of last month, I was laid off. I'm the, the sole income earner for our family. And so right now, 
we're basically living our savings and I did get a little bit of a severance, which is nice. Although I was one week from my sabbatical, so oh, <laughs> I was sad to lose that. So sorry about um, that. It's all good. We, certain things happen in God's timing. How long um, is your severance going to carry you or how long could it carry you? Um, so the severance was for 12 weeks. Um, with our savings right now, we have about, I think I did the math, $27,000 in savings. So it should be able to get us through about a year. Um, however, we do have a baby on the way in October. Um, so got to pay off the rest of the medical bills and repair for our midwife and things like that. So I include that in the cost as well. Okay. And the 27000 um, tell me about that. What's the, is that your yeah. emergency fund? Yeah, so that was the emergency fund. We've been working on saving that up. I learned about you guys, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago. And so uh, we tried doing that. And when me and my wife got married, we uh, sold my other cars that I had to pay off our debt. And so up to last year, we were debt free. Okay. Um, however, however, our basements uh, started to bow in about five inches. So oh, uh, we, had to t- we had to take a, a loan on that. Um, because we hadn't saved up uh, preparing for something like that. How so, much is that? Is that the only debt you have? That's the only debt we have. Um, that that debt is about fifteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. And how and much so, does the twenty-seven thousand represent? Six months, four months, five months? Uh, so if we could, if we truly cut down everything, we can make that last probably uh, anywhere from a year to eighteen months. Oh, good grief. Okay. Well, that's okay. And what's your plan for income? Uh, so right now, working a bunch of different jobs. Uh, I actually have a couple of interviews coming up. Um, I listening to some of the commercials. I was actually possibly going to apply to the Ramsey office. So <laughs> uh, we'll see that. But essentially, just applying everywhere I can, trying to get as many interviews as possible, and try to find something here in the near future. Okay. And you're working while you're doing that in odd jobs or side hustles. I haven't currently. Uh, I was looking at things like Uber and th- uh, other kind of uh, jobs like that. However, our cars are too old to qualify for those. Yeah. Um, but uh, right now, well, what's uh, your? I'm sorry. So I've asked you a bunch of questions. What is your question? Yeah. So yeah. No worries. Uh, so the question we had was: we have the twenty-seven thousand in savings right now, and we have the fourteen thousand dollars in debt. Should we wait until I get a job um, to then use the money and pay that debt off, or should I go ahead and do that now uh, and just basically use that as a fire to get a job faster? Yes, you should pay off the debt today. Get the fourteen thousand out of your life. What is that going to represent in payments? What are you paying on that fourteen thousand right now? Uh, so that payment is two seventy right so now. So we just found two hundred seventy dollars in our budget per month. That's a good thing. You're debt-free, and and you still have a decent emergency fund. So what you're doing is you're just kind of going backwards here, and you're going to go pay it off, and now we're back, and you've got the six-month emergency fund based on the numbers you told me. If yeah, 20, you said you could live on that for a on year. On the 27th. So, so go ahead and yeah. pay it off. All right, now you live off the severance. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't even live off the severance. If I could, if it were me right now, because I had the severance, I put that severance back into replenishing that emergency fund, and I would be doing side gigs, side hustles, anything I can to just pay the four walls and try to tighten everything up until I get another full-time job. That's what I would do. George, do you agree or disagree? 
No, I'm with that. You know, in the baby steps, we say you can, uh, there's stork and store mode. You guys are in both right now. You have a layoff and a baby on the way. So I want you to stack up as much money as possible until mom and baby are back home safe. You've got income back. But to Ken's point, you guys aren't going to be totally broke even paying off this debt. You're still going to have a nice cushion. Sounds like you guys can live on very little. And like Ken said, I wouldn't wait to go find that next big job. I'd be doing a bunch of stuff right now in the meantime to create any income. I mean, listen, listen, two and three jobs, Alexander, at least two to try to make up what you were making. What was your income before? I was about 80000 Yeah. So, look, if you can, you may not make the same in a couple of jobs, but I would be bringing it in and then maybe a little bit of the severance, right, that makes up the difference and we stay on budget. And then the extra severance goes back into savings. And let's just be conservative in this season because you're going to get hired. We're still in a very good job market in this country. What were you doing for your work? Yeah, so for five years, I was in the learning development phase uh, with a healthcare IT company. And then for the last two years, I was doing change management. In healthcare IT? Yes. Okay. So yeah. you could, could you work in either of those fields right now? Uh, theoretically, yes. Um, there was a non-compete agreement uh, that goes into effect for a year, so there is some potential restriction there. How do they not general, cut up a non-compete when you get laid off? Uh, you know, that, that question's great. <laughs> I'm not even sure it would hold up. Well, did you get the answer to that yourself? Uh, so they, whenever they had us fill out the, uh, agreement to like not sue here and get your severance, one of the things was that basically that not compete is still in effect. Hmm. So if you went and applied for a job, it couldn't even be in those fields or it can't be that role. What are the stipulations of that? Yeah. So the, stip the main stipulation is I cannot provide the same service to the clients of that company. Oh, okay. oh, that's well, very different. Yeah, you can't different. poach clients. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, okay. This right. doesn't limit you. So uh, you see where we're at now, Alexander. We want you moving forward. We want you being conservative, not eating into that emergency fund. Other than you are going to pay off the fourteen thousand dollars worth of debt, and the good news is you got three months severance. You can work, and you're going to be fine. You got it. Got it. All right, my man. I appreciate the call. Wow. Yeah, I like this. Worst case, if he does these side gigs, let that be enough to cover their bills to where he's not dipping into that emergency fund. That's what we, yeah. We don't want people to use the emergency fund for a living. Now, we've got an article we're going to we're gonna make sure in today's show we'll link to on what to do when you're laid off that I wrote that it has a lot of different practical, tactical things. But here's what we want people to hear. The emergency fund, George, are for very, it's not just a list, a specific, but it's more of a specific emergency. My HVAC goes out. We don't want to live off the emergency fund. Now, while losing a job feels like an emergency, we don't want to live off of that. We can go get more income. And so while yes, you have can. to dip into it, for some reason, if you're unable to work, there was an injury or something, yes, then use it. That, but it's a very Alexander's extreme. very capable. No, he's fine. So we want to protect that emergency fund with everything we got everything we got for those actual emergencies. And to this day, I don't know how you are. I try to cash flow every emergency that oh, I yeah. can. It I hurts to use so it. irritated about it. Well, once you have a good financial foundation, you can generally adjust your budget and go, eh, we can skip that this month. We can actually re rearrange the budget in order yeah. to cash flow this. And man, it it's amazing how little you use your emergency fund once you have one. Yeah. Yeah. And you tend to have better luck, right? When you're broke, you tend to have more bad luck. When you have an emergency fund, you tend to have more good luck yeah. because you're able to actually yeah. take care of your stuff. Yeah. And let's not forget, in this situation with Alexander, he pays that debt off today, $270 a month, right back to the budget. 
So that's nice. That's nice. And it goes somewhere. Without the stress and anxiety of we have this debt hanging over our head exactly with a baby right. on the way that's while exactly. we don't have a job. It's yeah. amazing how life storms just right. that all kind of hits at once. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, um, you know, I come from a, a, a lower middle class home. My dad was a pastor and he was a church planner and twice he planted churches. The second one when I was about 12, 13 and there just wasn't much money coming in. I mean, that's all support. And when you're getting going and he went and worked construction, man, was making really good money an hour as just doing labor work in a, on a construction crew. It was hot. It was hard. That's not what he was. But it, it made really good money, and it took care of our bills so that there wasn't the stress of actually focusing on planting the church, taking care of the family. And that's the idea. Go do whatever you got to do. Go work and make up the difference until you get stable. It's a huge, huge relief. Thanks for the call, Alexander. Don't move. More of your calls coming up next. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by George Camel. We're here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go now to the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Jody is there. Jody, how can we help? Hi there. Um, I'm so glad I got you guys today. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so we're, we're, the reason we decided to call in, my husband and I, um, is we're a big fan of the Ramsey Method. Uh, three years ago, we paid off over $230,000 of student loan debt. Wow. Over about three years. Good for um, you. They were the worst three years of our lives, but uh, <laughs> they, they were worth it. So, you know, um, we know that, that you guys know what we should do. Uh, we're caught up. We're both freelancers. We're both in the film and television industry. We're not writers, but... We're very much caught up in the writer's strike. Oh, um, no. So we're, not, we're not able to find anything that's kind of relevant. And even, you know, the few things that we do find, everybody else is looking for work in the same things. Everybody else is scratching around. Oh. And so you know, we're having a hard time where, sure. this is what I wanted to get your advice about, is, you know, when we're applying for jobs, uh, just to, you know, keep moving forward and not have to, you know, to protect our emergency fund, like you guys were just talking about, um, we're finding that people don't want to hire us knowing that we're going to leave in a couple of months. Um, anything that seems like it would utilize our skill set or our, you know, just our education or just like, well, you guys are going to go back to your real life in a couple of months or, you know, five months or six months, however long it lasts. And, you know, clearly we're not afraid of hard work. Um, and, you know, I've been taking a, a cleaning job, you know, for the past couple of weeks just to, you know, have something to, to do during the day that, feels like it's bringing money in, but it really brings in so little money. And, you know, it just feels like it's, yeah. it's something that you do and there's not anything else you can do. What do you guys um, need to make? I mean, we have four months emergency fund ready for this. We kind of knew that this was coming. So nothing is dire. Um, but, you know, our operational budget really is at about, if we don't save towards our house that we're renting right now if we don't do anything yeah, i'm like talking bare bones this just gets you bare through bones, yeah bare bones four thousand seven hundred dollars we just had a budget meeting okay great <laughs> i love that you've got a bare bones and uh so what do you guys do what is what is what do you do what are your husband what does he do we're both film and tv um editors okay. so uh it feels like, you know, we have like one of the most popular skills in the world for this current world, but we just somehow still are having a hard time finding something that utilizes and, that. Yeah. And forgive me for the silly question. I th- does that mean that you guys are actually editing footage? 
Yes, yes. So what we okay. do is we, we've been on some shows. Um, actually, the, your producer is like, oh, do you want to sell me some of your credits? And tell me. And I was like, uh, maybe not. Maybe my friends might get worried about me if they're listening. So, right, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We but, don't have to do that. But we've worked for HBO. We've worked for AMC. We've worked on some on some shows that you would definitely okay, recognize. Okay, great. So the first thing that comes to mind is is less L.A. and more freelance. Um, we we, mm-hmm. we I have a good friend who um is 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 a pretty he's a pretty substantive producer works out of his house in my neighborhood in franklin tennessee and mm-hmm. uh freelance work outside of the movie and television industry is where i would be looking and what i mean by that is you've got you've got people doing videos all the time social media you've got companies that need i would be looking i'd be scouring online for some freelance video editing because you guys bring to the table all the skills necessary to actually just do the video. And this is not stuff that's in LA. So you're not scrambling and fighting for it. Uh, it's remote. I'd be looking there, gig work like that, where you're doing any kind of video editing. I'd be looking for that uh, remote. That's where I would start. Um, as it relates to the issue of, well, people don't want to hire us. I think you're going to have to do some of that, like, you know, work I was talking about. Like, I'm not saying your husband's got to go do construction, but you're looking for a type of manual labor that pays really well per hour. If he's working in a warehouse and he's making 18 to 20 bucks an hour slumping boxes, again, this is not a step backwards. This is just this is good old-fashioned character. We, we don't want to touch our emergency fund. And, and I'd be looking for gig work like that where they don't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's he, that kind of hustle. Spartan for the interruption. They were, they were kind of asking, like, well, can you commit for a year? You know, and we were like, no, we can't, you know, even for dog walking stuff. Like, they just don't want to do... They want a year like, commitment? Onboarding. They wanted... Uh, we've had two different jobs that we've applied for that wanted a one-year commitment for taking people's Bichon freezes outside the pee. I mean, I don't understand. That's crazy. You know, so and maybe that's our market in particular, because we do have a lot of people who, I mean, even in the best of times, are actors and people who want to have side hustles. Maybe they're they're all burnt out. Um, but I really do like the idea of just trying to find something that is purely remote, purely online. I, I know that people in town aren't. Could you that get way. connected with like a wedding videographer, and then they could offload the editing to you? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, wedding videographers I've talked to, the way that they make ends meet is by doing everything themselves. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But yeah. you know, th- there could be someone who's doing gangbusters, but you know that. That that takes some hunting for yeah. sure. I mean, which I mean that's to do. that's my best idea. I again, I I don't think that every warehouse job. I don't think that every I don't think that every job needs a one year commitment. You know, and mm-hmm. and here's the reality: if if it gets to that point, work is work. And if they're ready to hire me and they're going, can you commit for a year? You go, I don't know, I don't know. I'm in between things right now. I don't know if I can commit yeah. or not, but I'm ready to work right now. And if that doesn't work, fine. But what we've got to do is, is we got to get to the point where that doesn't matter. They're looking for somebody, and we're going to pay you X amount an hour. If you're going to stock grocery shelves, whatever you got to do, what we're trying to do is is one way or another for the next two, three, four months, I don't think the strike is going to stretch six months. I don't I don't think that. Do you? I hope not. I don't think so. I don't so. believe it I will. Think, I It'll think it's bring Labor the whole, Day. I, yeah. I'm hoping so. That's what yeah. I think. I think you guys got to figure out 30 days. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I would I would just be doing whatever. And I love the online model. You can't believe. Somebody, y'all's background, you could be maybe teaching some classes online. 
and you guys are out that you're not out there schlupping, you know, you're, you're in your home, you're doing stuff that you're really good at. How do you transfer the skill and experience you have to some online jobs out there where people need talent? And it's just mm-hmm. plug and play. That's where I would be starting. And again, I would be looking for anything manual labor that they know it's transient. They just need somebody to come in. That's where I would be looking. Yeah. I do love Ken's idea of social media. That's such a huge one is these businesses or entrepreneurs or creators, they're not great at editing. And you guys are experts at that. If I could hire someone like you- Are you kidding me? At a fraction of your actual rate, I'd be chomping mm-hmm. at the bit. And so I would be contacting creators out there on Instagram and videos you see that you say, hey- Here's where we're at. We're in the writer's strike. We're looking for work right now. We're willing to cut you a really good deal to cut you some really great social media work that can help you increase your impact. What do you think? And I think just getting real creative and persistent, you guys will get some amazing gigs and that word of mouth will spread and hopefully you'll be back yeah. to work in no time. And one other idea, Jody, this is at least worth kicking around. But, you know, I'm thinking, you think about the East Coast. If there's some production companies in Nashville, Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm just picking cities and they're looking for some part-time editing, I would be jumping on that. They'd hire you in a second. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. No, we definitely have the credits. We have the resume. I mean, it feels crazy sending an editing resume with, you know, movies and TV to a waitressing job. They just look at you and go, what is this? So They've got to understand. They know how strikes work. Yeah. I don't think anyone looks yeah. down at that and goes, what are you guys doing here? They go, yeah. wow, I really respect that you're yeah. looking to make ends meet and do whatever it takes. I'd be shocked, Jody, if there aren't several freelance editing, video editing jobs that are posted from all across the country. That would be a good short-term fix for you guys. That's what I think. So that's really good. That's a really good place to start. I really appreciate it. I, I hope there's something there. I just got to believe there are because they don't want full time. They can't, but they need somebody on a short term level. And you guys could come in and make quick work of that. And as good as you guys are, you might be able to pick up three, four, five, six jobs over a 30, 45 day period. And it's just gravy and it gets you through. That's yeah, what that's yeah. what I would try. So thanks for trusting us and call. I'm sorry you're dealing with this. Um, here's what I know, Jody. I just think it's going to get done a lot sooner than you think because the industry was already hurting coming out of COVID. It started warming back up, and now this nonsense. Yeah. So I think they're going to fix it pretty quick. Uh, it just can't keep going. Our it hearts go out to all of you affected so by sorry. that writer strike. So many people, not just the writers. It's so many Everyone people Everyone involved in, in making great but film and TV. Here's a great example as to why the emergency fund, why getting out of debt matters. It allows you to weather storms like this. Beautiful work. George Camel, thanks, my friend, Thank for you. hanging out. Thanks, Austin and the crew. Thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.